This is Two Guys in a River. I'm Steve Mathewson. And I'm Dave Getz. We're two lifelong friends who love fly fishing for trout. Our podcast is all about helping you catch more fish and deepening your love of the time you spend on the river. We are Two Guys in a River. For the love of fly fishing. They called it Coulter's Hell. They thought John Coulter was crazy when he described a land of boiling mud pots and hissing steam and water shooting out of the ground. Coulter was a member of Lewis and Clark's expedition, and when they returned to St. Louis, he headed back to the west for more exploring. But nobody believed his report about the land which French trappers would later call Roche Jean. Seriously, are you, are you sure that's yeah. correct? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, come on, don't question me. <laughs> Is that really how you say that? <laughs> well, hey, I, I don't know. I don't know French. French. I don't know French, but Dave, you know that's how to say it because I, right before the podcast, I was online listening to French pronunciation of Rojan. You, you just roll your R and you say it confidently. So are you making fun of my Always French? Always confident, sometimes right. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. <laughs> sometimes confident, maybe never right, but that's another story. You got the deep radio oh, voice, man. so it I, sounds great. Well, I know. Yeah, that's half of it. You just pronounce things with confidence, and even if it's wrong... Oh, well, anyway, what I was desperately trying to say before you rudely interrupted me is that uh, you and I spent uh, a fine day about three weeks ago on our annual trek to Montana in Yellowstone. I won't yep. say it in French. Yeah. Uh, we're hoping that our story of a fine fall day in Yellowstone will entertain you. Maybe it will encourage you to take a trip there, or maybe somewhere you'll find some ideas for your next fly fishing trip. Honestly, though, our fine day in Yellowstone begins with the day before with a, a not-so-fine day in Yellowstone. Well, we had a not-so-fine day because the very place that we intended to fish was a bust. You probably yeah. have heard us go on and on and on about fishing the Gardner River last fall. And, of course, when you have an experience like we did, of course, we thought we were just going to replicate it this year. And, of course... That never happens, and it certainly didn't happen. Yeah, uh, well, and I, I mean, we knew, we know that you can't replicate things, but you, you, you expect rationally, not to you go know from that from sixty yeah. to zero, you know, maybe That's exactly sixty to right. forty-five <laughs> or sixty to thirty-five, but yeah, sixty to zero. So the Man. day before we got, well, so we got in on a Monday. We flew in on a Monday, arrived at about I think it was eleven thirty or twelve. But we, yeah. we said, hey, let's just head right over to Yellowstone. And we flew into Bozeman, so we had to drive over to Livingston, then south of Livingston to the north entrance of Yellowstone National Park, which yep. is Gardner, Montana. Right. So the first thing we did is go to the park's fly shop. Yeah. And what was our experience there? Well, they told us that uh, the Gardner was uh, not fishing well. It was the worst year since 1992. Great. That's and I'm good this, news. And I remember when he said that, there was a guy who's tying flies who said that he was... Yeah, he kind of looked up from his vice. Yeah, like, oh, he by says, the way, this is the worst year since 1992. Yeah, like, I was out there, what, earlier, a couple days ago, and I caught an 8-incher. I'm thinking, oh, no. I mean, last year, our, our first day, we, we caught 20-plus. The next day, we caught 30-plus. This is each. I mean, the, the runners were just stacked up. Runners know, being those fall browns And I think we up. only fished three or four hours each yeah, day because we kind of got tired. Yeah, so, so great you know now what what do we do so the fine day that we had the next day was really plan b 
really the first memory of that day for me was actually going to that uh, small grocery store. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah so we got up early because yep. we're always mm -hmm. worried about food. Because if you look at Steve and I. You're just confident that we're not going to get our next meal. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> so we ended up, we needed to buy some water and some snacks for the day. So my first memory was uh, trying to get coffee that morning that was actually halfway decent. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Did you succeed? No, no I didn't. You didn't. No, oh, I well. didn't. So, oh, well. uh, but the weather was gorgeous. And yeah. And that was maybe part of the problem. I and mean, it was in the 50s. It was completely clear i mean crystal clear There's so much sun on the water oh. just bright sun on the water yeah i know so the big thing if you've never been to the north entrance of yellowstone park when you're in gardner you're probably what like a quarter mile from the north entrance of yellowstone national park or or you're you're within 300 yards of it depending on what part of gardner you're in so it's this yeah. tiny tiny mm -hmm. tiny rural town yeah and so as soon as you get out of town, you're really in Yellowstone National yep. Park and mm -hmm. you have to go through the, the entrance. Right. Mm -hmm. And and so, but even on the way, just that quarter mile, there were uh, there was a big bull elk there. Was oh, it yeah. there that big, morning? Big buck antelope. Oh too. my God. And they were herded, they were like together. Oh, yeah. It was yeah. kind of strange. Both the elk and the antelope yeah. were like mingling, mm -hmm. co mingling. Yep. So, uh, that was fun. But the drive there was. You know, the oh, 18 miles great. from Mammoth was just unbelievable. Yeah, what beautiful. is it? Five miles from Gardner to Mammoth, and then then about 18 from Mammoth to uh, where we were headed, and we were headed to Tower Fall, uh, kind of an old standby place we've fished for a long time. In fact, it was funny in Parks Fly Shop. We said, well, if uh, you know, if the Gardner isn't fishing well, we'll we'll head out to the Yellowstone and. <laughs> Guy says, yep, you can always count on the Yellowstone on a bright sunny day. Just throw streamers and those cuts will come up and, and take them. And so, yeah, we headed to Tower Fall. It's Tower Creek that, that falls over the, uh, the rocks and it's Tower Fall, singular, not falls. But anyway, that flows into the Yellowstone. And right at Tower Fall, you can hike down and then you're in the Yellowstone. So one of the things that I, it hit me when we were there was the last time you and I fished there, uh, maybe it was a couple times before, there was a tourist who was standing at the top of Tower Fall and fell. Yeah, that's right. And mm -hmm. um, and so there's a lot of ways to die in Yellowstone National oh, Park, man. and that's got to mm -hmm. be one of the worst. I mean, can you imagine? Yep. I think it was like a child, wasn't it? Or was I it a guy? Remember. I thought it was maybe an older somebody guy. Somebody just a little bit older. Yeah. So the, the fun thing about this day is that you get to make the hike down to Tower Fall to the bottom where it Tower Creek actually flows into the Yellowstone. And it's about what it's about a 10 minute hike down and about a 30 minute hike yeah, back up at right. the end of the day. So yeah. um, but it's just this wonderful it was this wonderful day with absolutely nobody around. Oh, I know. I we can't got tell there you how, how I love that. Oh, I know. Was there one car that was I think there uh, was one car. Yeah. yeah. And you know what? The road was actually blocked right after the uh, the parking lot. You couldn't go any further and it's because they had had some snow and I think there was snow and ice on the uh, the, the road. So that was I, I think because of that too. It was you know, you were either going to Tower Fall or that was it. So, yeah, one car. And, and we actually did see the, the people there. Maybe there were like four, were they college-age students? Yeah, college I think they were. Kids kind of yeah, they were. Just Absolutely. messing around at yeah, the yeah. bottom and, 
And then they hiked up, and we had the whole place to ourselves. Yeah, we didn't, didn't see, see another soul fly out there. fisher that yeah. day. That was. Is that not like the best? Oh, I know. It really is. I mean, that's why it I really fly is. fish. I do not yeah. fly fish to be stacked up with a bunch of other yeah, fly fishers. I know it. Well, how about the fly fishing itself? Well, I think the fly fishing was slow, and I think why it was slow is that you and I have always said, hey, we're going to hike up three, four miles, and then we start fishing. We thought, hey, it's fall. You know, there's not a lot of people around. Let's just start fishing right at the bottom, we're not too far yeah. where Tower Creek flows there's into the Yellowstone. There's great runs. There. Oh, great they're so runs. deep. And and by the way, there's no way you, at this point, can cross the Yellowstone. No. I mean, anywhere we go, there's no there's no crossing the Yellowstone at this point. It's not that far across, but it's so deep and so swift. So we fished. We tried to fish our way up. We hiked, we hiked four miles back in. Yeah. In fact, we hiked farther than we typically normally right. do. Right. But we did take time to fish the first yeah, mile and did. a half, which we never do. And Didn't you catch one at oh, that where that rock yeah, is? Yeah, yeah. That's I about guess two so. miles up, maybe. I think you right. caught one on streamers, right? Yeah, I did, but that was it. But it wasn't until we got to that log jam, which is a place where we usually get started, where we started catching trout. So, yeah, and I. You start out and caught one immediately, and then we switched, and I started fishing the run. I had uh, a white um, streamer on. It was just a white woolly bugger, and I, I snapped off. I had such a huge hit that the thing snapped yeah. off where my leader tied to my tippet, and it's a good example of, you know, make sure your knots are tight. Yeah, because um, that wasn't 6X tippet, Dave. No, that was probably six. like 3X. Yes, so, exactly. Yeah, that means bad knot. Sorry to have to point that out yeah, to you. Yeah, <laughs> it, it was totally a bad knot. So then uh, from that moment on, we started catching fish. Yeah, you did really well then nymphing, though, didn't you? I did. You? I switched to nymphs at that point. I thought, well, if mm -hmm. Steve's catching stuff on streamers, let's start nymphing. And there's some really yeah. nice nymphing runs. Right. I caught the I caught the biggest cutthroat I think I've ever caught up there. That one was yeah. so oh. fat. He and was at least 16 inches. Yeah, all these fish were 14 to 16 inches, but Dave caught, you caught several that I, I describe them as footballs. I mean, they're just, yeah, they're they're just, just so fat, big old fish. They, they are, they're, they're shaped like footballs. And I, I mean, I finally caught one football, but man, you had the, you you had the uh, yeah, corner had on the to do footballs. With, yeah, that I have trip. no idea why. It's weird, isn't that weird? Yeah. Let, let's, isn't that weird how sometimes you can go out and somebody catches volume and the other guy catches size? Yeah, yeah. And it, it's, it's so true. random. It seems so random to me. I know. Well, you caught a rainbow. I've never even heard of rainbows oh, being I, caught that's on the, the Madison. I mean, I fished that on for the years. I know. I fished that for years. It's the first rainbow I've ever caught there, and I know that. Some are, are up in there, but it's predominantly cutthroat. So I was kind of shocked. I took a picture of it just to prove that I actually caught a rainbow. But, you know, it, it struck me. All those fish were 14 to 16. I, I caught one that was 12 inches. I think you may have caught one that was 12. But every the rest of them, and I mean, I maybe landed 10 to 12 that day. But every one of them, except for that one, they were all 14 to 16 inches. I think you caught almost twice as much as I did that day. Really? Yeah, I probably caught six or seven. If you caught 12, I caught six. Maybe a little bit more, but I did not yeah. catch as many as you did, especially early on. Like from yeah, that moment at that right. log jam, you were just, they were hitting that streamer. Was it a- They were. Yeah, was it an olive woolly bugger? Yeah, it was an olive woolly bugger. And then I, I switched to a brown, actually something that, it's called a JJ Special that had a little bit of uh, 
oh, I think yellow rubber legs and some yellow marabou, but really about any streamer you threw at them, it's pretty much the same thing. You know, I don't know what you think, Dave, but I have to say those 14 to 16 inch fish, that is a perfect size. I mean, they are substantial fighters. I mean, as much as a cutthroat fights, but they, right. you know, but they were there. They were healthy, uh, frisky fish, and and they fought. But you know what? It doesn't take the work of landing a 20-inch monster. I mean, that's such a hardship, isn't it? <laughs> Have to land a 20-inch fish. But we later in the trip, we we caught we did. where and we were fishing. We'll talk about that in another podcast. We caught some 19, 20-inchers that were really hefty and. Oh man, they just they just take it out of you. But I don't know. Fourteen to sixteen is just a nice yeah, size. Yeah, it really is a nice really size. Really a nice it's size. Just, and then catching them coming out of the the Yellowstone. Hey, by the way, are there any brown trout? I've never caught a brown. I trout. I don't think there are because I went back and did some reading, but I don't recall that there are any. I mean, there 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 could be because you know certainly uh, twenty five miles. Uh, down river where the gardener empties in. I mean, that's what we usually catch is is those brown trout running up to spawn. But now they don't seem to be up that far in in the you know in the park. So yeah, yeah. So Steve, what did you enjoy about the day? If what's the what are the highlights of the day? Oh wow, let's see. You know, I would say here's something that really stood out to me. I didn't feel rushed. And usually I, I feel rushed and often that's my own fault. You know, I want to get to the next run. I want to catch fish. And, and I think it had a lot to do with knowing that there is nobody else here fly fishing. Right. There's nobody coming upstream. No. So I actually took time to sit and eat and look around. I know that kind of sounds silly, but I don't always do that. And you, you know that. You, you, you call pretty me much the, always take time to eat, don't you think? Well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> but you call me the ADD fly totally. fisher. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I actually sat and just, just soaked it in, looked across the, the river, watched the milk on the hillside, watched for any bears, watched to see if we'd see a wolf like we did the one time we were in there. And uh, it was really relaxing. So I, I think, too, catching 10 to, to 12 fish... You know, that's just enough to keep you engaged. You, you have action almost all the time, but it's few enough that I actually remember specific fish and specific runs where I caught them. You know, sometimes, and, and we don't have a monster day that often, but we've had some 30 fish days, some 40 fish days. and 16 Mile was one of those. Oh, it was. Yeah. And as fun as that is, I don't know, I just get into this frenzy of catching them, and I don't, I don't know that I appreciate it as much as I should. And I don't remember later. I don't remember specific fish. I don't remember specific runs except for photos that we took. So that was that was a lot of fun. And I think the other thing is I, I love seeing the trout dart out from behind rocks to grab the streamer. That was a kick. I mean, the water was crystal clear. And you could see your streamer when it's about six to eight feet from you and then boom there comes a trout to grab uh, they it. would follow it all the way up to yeah. the shore i know what, Such what as about, it is. yeah what about you what would you say you enjoyed about the day honestly it, i have two really distinct memories and one is when we went as far out as we went which is about four four and a half miles and we stopped because you really can't go farther up to yellowstone at that point because of the canyon and it gets right. so steep that you just can't you literally can't go any farther but 
at that farthest point, I, I had still a nymph on. I had actually a top fly was, uh, I think I had a beadhead prince nymph. I usually yeah. don't fish beadhead prince nymphs. I just don't anymore. And I caught, I cast out, it was like one of those perfect casts where I had a cast across a bunch of rocks. I was not directly on the river. I had to step back a little bit. And I, I was like the perfect cast. It drifted perfectly and literally within right where the only point it could have i could have caught a fish because it was such a small <laughs> run it hit and wow. it hit on that beadhead prince nymph. that's something i had not <laughs> caught a fish on a beadhead prince nymph in years wow. partly because i don't use them anymore yeah. because i think i don't know why i don't use them seems like everybody is using yeah. them so we're so, gonna try something different exactly yeah. so it was it was such a beautiful fish and i actually have a video of it because i once i brought it in it was just laying there in the river. I tried to keep it wet the hunt, you know, as much as I could. And it took a while for it to catch its breath, even though yeah. I didn't spend much time fighting it. it. It was like the most beautiful fish, but just that moment. The other one was when we came back down and we were on our way back. Remember when I said, hey, if we keep going, I could probably stay here and catch another 10 fish. Yeah, yeah. They were just hitting in this little run where this little stream uh, flows into the Yellowstone. And I was just catching them, and one of them that, that I caught, I, I it, it just goes to show you don't need to be a good fly fisher to catch fish. So I had the, I had lost control of my line. So when they talk about tight lines, I had loose lines. <laughs> I had all yeah. the, the the all my line was at my feet, and I I I had I had fallen in. <laughs> I had almost fallen in, and I had stumbled. So I get back up. And I had a fish on. I had a nice little fourteen-inch oh, cutthroat. Oh, a video of that, <laughs> man. Yeah. So those two little anecdotes yeah. really make me think about that day. The oh, other thing was cool. we saw those uh, elk on the on the ridge. Yeah. Way across the river, it was just wonderful seeing that. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, that just was just gorgeous. Awesome. Anything yeah, it, else? I don't know. Any maybe any difficulties that you think of. Um, I dinged my lamps and reel. In fact, I had to order a new spool when I, I returned home. Had a guy in a fly shop that helped me uh, straighten it out enough that it, it didn't bind when it was, uh, uh, you know, when I was retrieving line or stripping line out. But uh, Well, I took a chunk out of my new that's right. Sage yeah. One, the handle, the cork yeah. handle. I don't know where it happened, and there's so many rocks, and it's so easy to fall, which I was so glad yep. I had our Patagonia foot tractor uh, boots. Yeah. We should get we should get some sponsor money from them, because, man, we both wear them, and we swear by them if you're in the West, I tell you what. But I, I had fallen, I guess, because I, at the end of the day, I looked, and I had taken a chunk out of the top yeah. of my rod handle. That's right. Hey, though, you know what? That's that day, though. Remember, we decided not to take our waders and our wading boots. We just that's hiked. right. That's probably why you slipped because we that's were uh, oh, we that's had a, right. Yeah, we had hiking boots. That's exactly right. Yeah, I remember that. And that in fact, that was another really good decision because I've gone down there. We both gone down before in waders. And, oh, that's right. That's and right. it makes that's you. Right. It just tires you out, especially coming back up. But. We just decided, we fished it enough that we knew, hey, we, we don't have to get out that far. And, and the water's low, so, you know, we, we got right up in those runs that we wanted. And, and our feet got a little wet. You know, they just yeah. do crossing these little streams to get out, little rivulets. 
you know, that, that crossed to flow into the, into Yellowstone, but not bad. It wasn't bad at yeah, all. Yeah, you know, I don't think mine did. I had, I'd had regular hiking boots on and, you know, waterproofed them, but, uh, yeah, that, that can happen. But, but I, t- I took another pair of socks in case. Well, hey, uh, how about the meal at the end? We always have to talk <laughs> about that. Uh, well, we were going to go up to uh, Livingston, which is 60 miles away, and eat at the yeah. Ribbon Chop House. We found this little place called the Cowboys Grill. Yeah, it's part of a lodge with the Cowboys Lodge and Grill. Yeah, the Cowboys called. Lodge yeah. and Grill, yeah. So it's a great barbecue Man, place. it is. And they've been in business, I guess, for over a decade, but yeah, I did not see no, them last somehow year. Somehow I missed that. I uh, Yeah, I, I just didn't see the it. The food was terrific. It really was. And it came out fast. Yeah. And They're was, from the south, right? Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. Was yeah, it yeah, Georgia yeah. or somewhere? I forget, but they, they yeah, moved up from the south. and uh, We ate there on our last day. Remember when we had fished the garter? Yeah. We finally mm-hmm. went back and fished the yeah. garter and uh, had a, really another tough day there. But we ended with our second time there, and Steve and I were both on our phones because we had been off the phones all day fishing. Yeah. And I remember the waitress just like going, she goes to the next table and she says, can you believe it? These people are on vacation and they're just on their phones. I thought, ugh, <laughs> guilty as charged. <laughs> yes, and proud of it. Huh? And proud of it, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like, hey, we've talked to each other all day, exactly. so we're, we're we ready for a break. To say. That's right. Exactly. I want to talk to my phone. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, well, that was good. It was a good day. We went back to the Comfort Inn and uh, Gardner. Great place to stay. It's got that lobby with all of those uh, mounts, elk heads and antelope and uh, big grizzly bear and uh, cool lobby. And it was great. So I don't know if there's a takeaway in all this, it's this, that you can have a great day if you're willing to make adjustments. Because our fine fall day in Yellowstone was actually plan B. Man, that's good. Well, it's time for great stuff from our listeners. Here's a comment from our friend Matthew at Casting Across about our podcast on the best overall fly rod. Matthew wrote, I'll concur with you two on the best being a 9 foot 6 weight. Although you do need multiple rods if you're fishing across conditions and locations, the 9 foot 6 is optimal for classic trout rivers. I've had days where I've needed to throw dry midges and weighted streamers on the same rod. High-tech sixes can still handle delicate midge presentations, but a five will struggle with a heavy streamer. If you don't have a drift boat and need versatility, that sensitive six will get the job done. I'm sure there are conflicting opinions, but these are, are but they aren't mine. That's so, good. Yeah, it is. You know, we talked about that before. We're not uh, interested in the big argument. Uh, kind of the industry is saying, hey, nine foot five, that's, that's the standard. That's what people are buying most. But... You know, we've kind of felt like out in the West with the wind and some of the bigger streamers, see, you can do it on a nine foot five, but uh, we like that six. Well, and I think the day that we had on the on the Madison, which we'll talk about in another podcast, that wind, if I had not had that nine foot six, it would have been a much more difficult day. Yeah. I'm just so glad I had that nine foot six. Yep. I needed that nine foot six yep. on that day. That's right. All right, that's going to do it for today. Tell us about a fine day you had on the river. What made it so memorable? Please go to twoguysinariver.com and comment on the podcast link. What was an especially fine day you had fly fishing and why? Was it the fish? Was it the company? Was it the scenery? Uh, Please let us know. You can find Two Guys in a River pretty much everywhere on all the social platforms. As you know, we do publish one new episode each week. 
And through the years, we at least the last two and a half years, we've received so many notes from you thanking us for the podcast. And so many of you are asking us how, they, how you can help us promote the podcast. And we simply say, just give us a referral to someone who else is, you know, some other person who is fly fishing. So That's right. Love, refer our book. Too. Yeah, and refer yeah. our book, The Fly Fisher's Book of Lists, Life is Short, Catch More Fish. Uh, the holidays are coming up, and we think it'll make a great stocking stuffer. Well, thanks again for listening. I'm Steve Mathewson. And I'm Dave Getz. Until next time, we are Two Guys in a River. For the love of fly fishing.